0: that talk about monarchy, some from royalty themselves. So without further ado, let's go. Good morning, everybody. I am Rob, this is Everyday Heroes, the series that covers the educational, informational, and always fun topics. Now, if you've watched this before, you know that we are a fan of quotes, specifically ones from uh, historical figures, um, and maybe once in a while, someone funny too. Today, I thought I'd go and grab some quotes that cover monarchy and thoughts about it. So, without further ado, let's jump in, shall we? Oops, okay. So the first one comes from Prince Charles himself and said something as curious as a monarchy won't survive unless you take account of people's attitudes. After all, if people don't want it, they won't have it. This is a pretty good quote uh, describing any political institution, really. It doesn't matter what you as the head of state think. If the people aren't into it, they're going to be against it, no matter what. And coming from someone who is part of the royal family. It's interesting to see how they do know you're only getting get so far if you don't have the people's support. So what do you do? Well, similar to how over here in America we've become a democracy and broke away from uh, the British monarchy. Other places, you there's the words oligarchy or um <clears throat> totalitarianism, which I don't think it's much of a thing anymore. Um, but yeah, if you don't want it, you're, nobody's going to, you know, take it. From King Philippe, I believe that's the sixth, I embody the renowned monarchy for a new time. So for me, he's saying here, he is embodying what a monarchy means today. And that's also just as important as whether or not people are going to take it. Because if you don't go with the times, people aren't going to be with you. Um, Now, again, I don't know all of the history behind many of these um, figures that quotes are from. However, I am taking it from what it sounds like to me. And obviously, you listening out there, let me know what you think these quotes mean as well. Our third one. From Shakespeare, so most likely from one of his books, he wrote and fearless minds climb soonest unto crowns. So we know Shakespeare was one to definitely poke at the the leadership of the time and almost everything he wrote was kind of an insult, even if it was masked with very profound English grammar. But he here is saying, really, um, those who don't really care or have no fear are the first ones to jump in line to get to the highest um, head of state. Is he saying that's good or bad? Well, that's up to you to decide. Fearless doesn't necessarily mean dumb or smart, could just be neutral. However, in my opinion, because I've read a lot of Shakespeare. I believe he's poking at the fact that those who jump, they might be fearless, but they're probably not thinking everything through. All right, a man named Daniel Ellsberg said, if monarchy is corrupting, and it is, wait till you see what overt empire does to us. Now, I'm not sure what he means by overt empire. Let me look that up. Okay, so he's just adding a word to empire. He's basically saying, if you're not happy with monarchy, just wait till you find out what it's like to be a Roman or a Greek. This is pretty harsh. However, freedom of speech, all good. But I believe that Mr. Ellsberg here is saying that you should stick with the monarchy because the other alternative is gonna be a lot worse. Now again, not knowing really what his side was. Let me see if I can get that up here. Um, I don't know if that's the right one. Is that the right guy? Spotted with a U. Okay. Um. Okay, well, he actually is an American or yeah, an American political activist and a former military analyst. Okay, so I guess he's talking from the worldwide aspect of if you don't like what you have, you're probably not going to like what you're going to get. So like what you have, if you can, (laughs) which again, not the worst or the best advice, but it's, you know, it may not be your, your best, but the alternative. mm, All right. Excuse me. All right. So Prince William, another um, uh, part of the royal family, He said it's like a rugby team. If you're picking for the World Cup final, you're picking experience with youth. Everything is better off having that mix. I think that especially goes for the Monarch as well. Interesting. So obviously we know that soccer is a big deal over there more so than it is here. So he's comparing it to how you would pick a team. You want to pick experience, but new experience. So you want to have people who know what they're doing but probably haven't been sitting on the bench for 50 plus years. And that more or less is kind of an interesting idea. Um, It's, you know, again, we're not going to talk politics how it is. We're talking really just what these quotes mean to us. And really, generally, this is what you would want when you're putting together a, um, a head of state. You want people that know what they're doing, but they have fresh eyes to the situation Rather than, oh, I don't know, maybe just people have been there the whole time. <laughs> All right, Thomas Hobbes. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> okay, Benjamin Disraeli, another notable speaker that I know of. The tendency of an advanced civilization is in true monarchy. Now, let's see if we can figure out what this might mean. Um, of course, we know he is a um, very famous speaker. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. OK, so there's obviously there's no specific behind it. Um, Disraeli says here that he believes true monarchy is the want to be advanced. Now, take this either way. This one's kind of hard for me to decipher because to be honest, advancement can mean a lot of things. Advancement in many things is great. However, being too advanced, (laughs) excuse me, however, being too advanced might not be so great. So for me, this quote kind of comes out a little strong. But what he's saying is true monarchy is the need or the way of advancement. So to him, if you have it, you're better off. And that was number six. Let's do a few more here, shall we? Uh, Tom Hooper. If you look at Shakespeare's history plays, what the setting of monarchy allows is extraordinary intensification of emotions and predicament. So this goes back to Shakespeare we were talking about earlier. Uh, Mr. Hooper here is saying... That if you look at how Shakespeare writes and how he portrays the characters, he shows the monarchy as full of big emotions and big problems. That's not that far off from many political entities throughout the world, right? A good political entity is going to be able to push when need be, hold back when need be, and deal when the punches come, which in my opinion or the the predicaments. So whether or not Shakespeare, as I say, was poking fun, Tom Hooper says that if you look at how he writes, he's, he's showing the severity and the strength of what monarchy is, at least to him. Number seven, Winston Churchill said, the monarchy is so extraordinarily useful. When Britain wins a battle, she shouts, God save the queen. When she loses, she votes down the prime minister. Now, Winston Churchill, we know, has been known to make a lot of hilarious comments, and this is just another one here. But he is also stating fact. When you succeed, you are happy with your government. When you lose, you want to vote them out and put somebody new in. And that's good and bad. A lot of the times is that you can't just cut somebody off when things happen because everybody's going to come through a problem, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, handling an entire country, uh, entity, continent, whatever. So while he's saying truth, I would go a little farther and say just because somebody makes a mistake doesn't always mean they got to go. If they continue to make mistakes, well, that's another story. All right, number eight by a man named Lord Chesterfield. Motiscu well knew and just admired the happy constitution of this country, Great Britain, where fixed and known laws equally restrain monarchy from tyranny and liberty for licentiousness. Say that five times fast. Um, oops, there we go. There it is. Okay, if I'm to understand correctly, I believe he's saying laws that restrain monarchy from, or the Constitution is where laws equally restrain monarchy from tyranny, basically keeping it from being tyrannical, and keeps liberty from licentiousness, which I believe is um, kind of like all out crazy, basically. Again, it's a lot of fancy words for saying um, the things are put in place to keep things going smooth. Do they always go smooth? No. But the general idea is that, hence the reason when we broke off from, you know, America become a democracy, that was our thing. We said, hey, monarchy is not going to work for us. We're going to be democratic. Is it going to always work? Probably not. But... If you stick to the main guidelines and you more or less, you know, listen or talk, speak up, it's going to keep everything as it should. Now, nobody could have expected the things that happened from then until now, but, you know, all right, Viggo Mortensen, we all know him from Lord of the Rings. I'm not a great fan of monarchy in general, but I have to say the Danish monarchy is closer to the people. It's not as stuffy as the English one. Again, we have a actor who obviously advocates or speaks up, and it's just speaking his personal um, opinion. Um, he may not be a fan of the idea of it, but apparently he likes one over the other, and that's perfectly fine. All right, let's do one more here. Oops. Um, all right. Uh, Get a good one. Dante, Dante Alighieri, one of my favorite authors who wrote um, Dante's Inferno, Paradise um, Lost, I believe. No, forgot what it was called, but he did all the layers through heaven. Unity in wills cannot be unless there is one will dominating and ruling all the rest to oneness. Wills of mortals have need of direct principle. Therefore, for the well-being of the world, there should be a monarchy. Interesting. So he, apparently, likes the idea of having one person telling y'all what to do. Not everybody's cup of tea, but I like the part wills of mortals have need of direct principle. Now, I remember back in his day, There was a lot of myth written about mortals and gods and demigods and all that. He wrote about a lot of it in his books as well. He's saying people need to be directed. They need to be focused in that particular case. Sure. I go with that. People usually need somebody to kind of point them in the direction of where to go. I don't know if I'm up to the fact of one person taking care of everything. That's a little much, but I do like the idea that, you know, somebody helps you do something. Take the help if you need it. If you don't, don't take it. All right. So these are interesting. I got stumped a few times because honestly, some of this stuff is pretty deep. What do you think about the British monarchy or the quotes we talked about? What quotes did I not go over that you would like to hear? Um, quick little note here. We had to redo our Twitch account to the official Rob Glasser. I'm trying to get all of my followers I had um, coming back. If you see this, check us out. Go like official Rob Glasser. This one will be brand new and part of the new thing. I don't know what happened. I think it's a internal issue on the website. So hopefully we'll get there there. And while you're also uh, subscribing, head over to YouTube. Also official Rob Glasser. We're making it really easy the same one for both. Hit the subscribe buttons on each, hit the bells, and boom, you are done. Until next time, guys, have a wonderful day, and stay curious. Bye, guys. I this, oh, I can't you.